You want to market Brady about sixteen thirty? Uh, oh, I could, except for mine shows ten minutes and fifty three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what this looks like? Chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I got it. Classic, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Welcome to our Film Fathers podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are Scotty Pippen and a wolf, Martin and Brady. Your mom's not a whore, by the way. Whores get paid. Your mom gives that fat ass out for free. I'll say one last inspirational thing to you. They can't kill you if you're already dead. As the leaves change and the weather turns cold, it's time to turn our focus to the hardwood, the round ball, the cagers, and one of Adam Sandler's obsessions. We're talking basketball with friend of the pod, Jason Andreas. Back again this time to discuss a much newer basketball movie in Hustle from 2022. Welcome back, Jason. Cool, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for having me back. It's a, it's an honor to be a, a film father's double dipper. Is that what the official title is? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> oh, man. It's a... Uh... Yeah, I guess you are a resident basketball expert, so we're going to have you on whenever we need to talk basketball. <laughs> I, I can only do basketball movies. Is that my... Is that it, it, it does feel like we're stereotyping corner? you a little yeah. bit. <laughs> we could break you out. We'll break you out next year into something new. But for this, yeah. for this yeah, one, it was, I think it was a good call. Let, let me sneak over maybe into a football movie every once in a while. We'll go over there. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're saving you for the, the side-out episode. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. It is, it is basketball season. There's nothing better. And, uh, I had not seen hustle before. This was, it, I know it's been out for seven, eight months, I believe. And I had heard so many oh, great awesome. things about it and it was on my list and, uh, I was very excited to watch it and, uh, very excited to chat about it as well. Sweet. I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you got a taste. Yeah. I watched it like the first weekend it came out and, uh, just rent. I think it was, I was at home and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try this out. I'd heard heard about it a little bit, and then yeah, we talked about doing it. and I was like, I definitely am up for revisiting that because uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think you you texted out to us. You're like, oh, I just watched Hustle. It was better than Uncut Jams. Jams, <laughs> which you not, which not you hard. <laughs> I wouldn't. I I don't know if I'd go quite that far because I did love Uncut Jams too. Um, but I I did really love this movie. Um, the the first viewing, I thought it was great, and and on this rewatch, it was even I think it was even more enjoyable. Like it's it's definitely got that rewatchable quality Very to it, and it was uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun and a really a, a really good sports movie, right? Like I think it just hits yeah. on all the right elements that it needs to. Before we jump into the movie, though, Jason, with your experience and <laughs> lifetime on the hardwood, are you passing that along to your kids? Or is that something that they're interested in? It's a good question. Uh, yes and no. I feel like uh, you could probably do a whole podcast on just fatherhood and, and how you pass along things that you love to your kids. Uh, I think I talked about this maybe a little bit on the first podcast that I joined. We were talking about movies that you want to pass along to your kids and, and influence them on. And Star Wars was one of my favorites, or is one of my favorite movies, and I'm, I still have not sat down and watched Star Wars with my girls. They're seven and nine now. 
uh, because I'm afraid they won't like it. And that would literally crush me. <laughs> so you have to walk this fine line as, as a parent when you kind of push and when you kind of pull back. The same goes with sports. Like my girls are both interested in all sorts of things, dance and gymnastics and music uh, and sports. And so when they when they want to sign up for basketball camps or, or a little basketball league, I'm all for it. I end up usually coaching them just because no one else wants to. Dads don't really step up to coach in a lot of a lot of these leagues, uh, or they don't know what they're doing, and then I feel like I have to step in. So it happens when to they me want every to, time. I jump in. Yeah, I know, Martin. You just coached tonight, every think, single right? time. So, I've yeah, got this. Yeah. Is- yeah. I get pulled into I'm the head coach it. position. Yeah. yeah, head coach yeah. position. I'm living it, but yeah. I can imagine when the other dads know that you're the other, you're one of the other dads. They're just like, uh, "Jason, you're doing this, right?" Yeah, <laughs> who's, that, who's that giant guy sitting in the stands? Maybe he should, should help out. Or, or, and I'm not super intrusive, but like, I'll, I'll say, "Hey, I'll help out if you need an extra volunteer." And then the first week, I get there and I'm watching practice, and and the volunteer dad, God bless him. Uh, it's just doing a horrible job and <laughs> has no clue what he's doing. That's, I'm like, well, maybe I'll step me. out there and give him a few pointers, <laughs> you know, maybe teach him a little bit. And next thing you know, I'm the head coach the rest of the year, which is not, not the idea. That's not what I was going for, but I enjoy it. So yes, I let my kids at this age do kind of whatever they want. They're, they're not overly competitive yet, but oh, we'll see. We're getting them there. We're letting them kind of weave and bob to do whatever they want right now. Yeah. They're the kids are out there on the court, bouncing the ball with both hands. You're like, Guys, I don't. I don't think that's right. But I'm <laughs> yeah. not coaching it, so and you guys my do place. you. Yeah, I'm not coaching from the stands. <laughs> my wife's looking at me like, "Get out there!" I'm like, oh, "Okay, okay, we'll do it." So just as long as you're not that loud parent, right? Yelling, no, that not d- at all. D- doesn't no. doesn't want to help out at all, but is was willing to give their opinions from the stands. Yeah, that sounds like something Brady would do. Yeah, I was gonna say, I w- my son tried basketball uh, last year, and it just was didn't take for him. It wasn't his thing, and the I guess the sad part is he's a tall kid. Like he's the tallest kid in his grade and he's tall for his age. So, you know, I'm like, well, you know, maybe we'll find something else where we can use that height, like swimming or volleyball. But, you know, Martin, I know you've coached a couple teams, right? Yeah. Uh, basketball. And I just came back from a volleyball game right now with my, with a nine year old daughter, group of nine year old girls. Um, and it's, it's a lot. It's, they had so much fun. Like my daughter, after her first game, she was like, why is it so much fun? <laughs> <laughs> like she she never played before. She's like she's like it's just hitting a volleyball up in the air. But why is it so much fun? So uh, she's definitely getting into it. And she and basketball as well. Um, she's less into that. Um, but but it's it's fun to coach them in that too. And then Brady, the Roman is playing too, right? Yeah, I a little bit of Jason's uh, world. I for baseball, I was like I'll volunteer. I'm happily happily be an assistant. You tell me where you want me to be, what you want me to do. I'm I'm your guy football came around i'm like i'll do the same thing i'm now gonna be the head coach for basketball uh in january because uh it's like the same three dads uh, and i already knew one of them like dude he he's the baseball coach like i can't i can't be keep continue to take a back seat i feel like obligated to at least take a load off his i'm like i'll 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 lead the team we'll go and i think i'm already i've turned into the head coach next year for football <laughs> so it's unavoidable. I don't mean to like you know stroke your ego too much, but I feel like you'd be an amazing coach, Brady. <laughs> so I feel like they made the right call. <laughs> I I I my whole thing is I didn't want to be the reason to like you know a, a couple of nights I'm like I'm coming from the city. I don't want to be the reason that like practice is delayed. Yeah, because I can't get there on time. Like and I was like very reluctant to like 
own the responsibility of getting there because some of it's going to be a little out of my control. The games are fine. It's just like the you know the nights of the practice were a crapshoot, and so. But I'll uh, I'll just find a way to make it happen, and uh, for hopefully have enough parents that are volunteering. I pretty much have said like any and all parents are welcome. Uh, we'll see how many are just doing drop offs. That was my whole thing. I'm like I'm going to usually be there anyway, so I'm going to go. Like I'm not. I'm That's probably not going to just drop them off i'm gonna sit there so then it's it'd be weird if i'm sitting there just like cussing them out under my breath because <laughs> they don't know what they're doing or they aren't doing it the way i think it should be done so and these are the kids right <laughs> yeah kids you're cussing out yeah yeah <laughs> that's a that's a good point i i think the counter argument that to that too is like you spend all of this time with your kids it's nice to spend time with them as a coach but it's also nice when somebody else yells at your kids for you so it's not just your voice always yelling at them and guiding them and teaching them and all of these things like sometimes having a different voice is nice so sometimes i feel that too like yeah. I, I love coaching my daughters i love coaching other kids and it sounds like you guys do too but you know sometimes it's nice to step away and take a break from that my my dad was my seventh and eighth grade coach and he was always way harder on me than all the other players too, right? Like that's how it typically happens. The parents harder on their own kids. And sometimes you're like, wow, geez, yeah. that's maybe not something I want to, to continue to take outside of the, you know, all of the other things you have to do as a parent as well in terms of disciplining your kids and teaching them and guiding them. Then you're following them into the gym or onto the field or court or whatever it might be to, to continue that too. So sometimes it's nice to have other influences like teachers or other coaches as well. So you got to find that balance, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's why this year I, I wanted to definitely take a back seat in in Collins basketball because just because for the same reason I'm I'm harder on him and I know I am. I'm like fo too focused on what he's doing, um, and and I and I feel like I've gotten to the to the max where uh, of what I could teach them. You know, he's in sixth grade now, and and they're starting to get, he's playing with sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. So the they're they're really good now like some of the kids are almost as tall as me uh in, in eighth grade and they uh they just i think they need a little more instruction at this point so they could use a jason <laughs> i'm for hire let me know i'll, I'll hop over to chicago help out a little bit yeah <laughs> getting uh into the older levels jason i know i was uh, gonna ask you before we started i know uh with the season kicking uh just starting here not kicking off but uh you uh how's state looking oh yeah uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like every year, obviously, is a year I'm more distanced from the program. I, I still love to go back to East Lansing. It's only, you know, an hour drive from my house. So I go up and I like to take my kids to, you know, hoops games or football games or just walk around campus. So I, I stay close to the university. But, you know, these kids, they're getting younger and younger every year, right? As we yeah. get older, it's like... <laughs> I feel like I have less in common. I used to know them pretty well. So I, I don't really know the kids that are there right now that are playing. Uh, I guess I probably shouldn't call them kids because they're technically adults and grown men. But you know what I mean. Um, my they're only, children. Yeah. They're children. To me, they, they look like children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I can say that. <laughs> I remember when I was playing at State, we had uh, – this was, I think, 99, my freshman year. They had the, the 1979 national champion team come back. That was Magic Johnson and – Greg Kelser and Jay Vincent and all those guys. And I remember us thinking, <laughs> I was 18 at the time. I was like, look at these old men. You know, what I mean? they're so old. And <laughs> I, I respect them. My God, they did amazing things. But geez, look how old they are. Like, that so long ago they played. Now I'm well beyond 20 years past when we won. I know. <laughs> so like, 20 I'm years. Sure, that I'm sure the kids playing so there long. don't care about me either. So it's, it's, it goes both ways. <laughs> um, but I did watch, I watched that uh, Gonzaga game the other night. I Gonzaga. Think it was Friday night. Man, that was awesome. You know, just 
outside of basketball, like playing on an aircraft carrier in, in San Diego, I mean, and all the military salutes and doing it on Veterans Day. I mean, I there's not much cooler in baseball. Maybe the Field of Dreams baseball game uh, that they do. There's not much more that's cooler than that. So I watched it mostly because it's such a cool experience, but it looked pretty good too. Keep in mind, you know, Gonzaga's number two in the country, but they're playing they're an legit. aircraft carrier. There's, you know, the sun's setting, <laughs> sun's in their eyes, <laughs> the wind's blowing. You look, they show the stands and, and people are in like blankets and, and heavy winter coats because it's like in the 50s. And I'm like, this is a great <laughs> event, but not really a basketball game, so... Even yeah. though they took him to the wire, it's it's still you know I don't know that's that's not really easy to gauge the rest of the year on that game. I'm proud they did a good job uh, and they showed out, but um, you know we'll have to we'll have to go a few more games. I think they're going to play Villanova next. That'll be another huge game. And the Big Ten too. The- Izzo always stacks the good competition. He's definitely never been afraid to uh, to really test. It's almost like he's like who's top twenty. He's like all right, put him on the schedule if you can. Yeah. <laughs> He used to say, you know, he's, he's like, I'll play it, you know, I'll play anybody, anytime, anywhere. And we as players were like, okay, cool. But like, maybe calm it down a little bit. Like, <laughs> give us a few cupcakes to, you know, build our confidence on. Like, it's nice to blow out a team by 30 or 40 every once in a while. You play like Central Arizona or something like that and smoke them. And you're like, oh, that feels pretty good. And then you go play yeah. Kentucky or someone instead of just getting walloped every time. Uh, so <laughs> Everybody gets some run. If, if Coach Izzo, if you're listening to the podcast, I know he's a big listener. Uh, you know, maybe take it a yep. little easy, throw throw a few easier games in there um, as you go. But the Big Ten, the Big Ten's, you know, I got a close eye that's not as strong as it's been in the past. But uh, you know, Indiana, I think will be good this year. Illinois will be good. Unfortunately, yep. Michigan will probably be pretty decent. Iowa probably maybe in the range of Michigan State, kind of like that second tier. Kind of right on the cusp. Yeah, they might, they might do well, might not. I'm not sure, but yeah, it looked like they do. What do you guys think? If I had to guess for Iowa, I would say like the probably best case scenario is probably like a third or fourth in the league, and yeah. worst case, well, I mean, worst case, I think you could probably say is like the dead last, but I don't see that happening barring like injury. So I'd say yeah, probably living in like the three to six, three to seven range, yep. which is uh, in that league is no small feat because. They, uh, it's a, it's a battle every, every night. So mm-hmm. it should be exciting. It's, uh, yeah. I, I like, I like Fran. I think I said it last time we were on, I'm, I'm, I've been a fan and I, I just like the style of offensive play and the, the length of guys that are out there. And it's like, you kind of just let guys go. And we've had some, had some talent and some nice success recently. So it's yeah. been, uh, makes it fun to watch. My son's in like, so into it. So he will watch they you know, YouTube records everything. I, all the games and he will watch he'll watch it at least once after it's on. And then if he, he might watch 10 minutes one day, he might watch 15 minutes again that afternoon. Then like 10 minutes the next, he'll work his way through an entire game and he'll, and he'll know. That's awesome. So, yeah. 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 I love it. And, and, and that's what builds the program too. On, on the Iowa, you got a great coach, you got, you know, five or six years of really good success and you start to draw more recruits in and start to build. And, you know, Iowa's got a great program. They always have, but, you, know, you start to see a little bit of a surge, so hopefully that continues. So, yeah, it'll be a fun year. Fun for us, for sure. As long as Frank keeps recruiting everybody's siblings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it He's in the got, family. We still got another one of his, another one of his sons, supposedly the best one, is still uh, still just like a freshman. Yeah. So, yeah. Keep him That's, there. Just through long through all the sons get through, then you're good. So. Hey, listen, look at Michigan State. Is uh, Coach Ezzo's son, Steven, is a senior this year. 
Um, didn't, so, yeah. uh, didn't Hoiberg's son play up there? Hoiberg's son played, yeah, at at, uh, at Michigan State. Coach Hoiberg yeah. and uh, Izzo are good friends. And uh, okay. Hoiberg wanted his son to go somewhere where he, you know, he would learn something and get get a little tougher. I think is what his dad said. So <laughs> he sent him to Michigan State. I think it worked pretty well for him. So yeah, nice. And we also we have uh, I don't know if you know, but Michigan State right now, um, the son of Michigan State great Steve Smith, one of my favorite players of all time, he's playing That's at Michigan legend. State right now, and arguably to some the best running back in NFL history. Son is also playing for us. Barry Sanders' son is also playing for Michigan State right now as well. Really? Yeah, I didn't some, know that. Some decent blood in those, in those, uh, yeah, in those folks in those family lines. So hopefully his son's taller than he is. <laughs> well, the height hopefully would help a little bit, but he's as quick as Barry was. He might be all true. Right. Give him the true. ball. Let him do some damage. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, we didn't just invite you here to talk about Big Ten basketball, although we probably could. But, uh, yeah, 2022's Hustle, uh, as you guys mentioned before, uh, recently released, or released a couple months ago, actually. But uh, this was also a first for me. I didn't see it right when it came out. Uh, my wife and I watched it the other night and pleasantly surprised. It was really good. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. I felt like it was a more relevant, updated version of Blue Chips. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause you got a lot of the, like going around trying to find like these great players and, you know, going to all the different places. I love, I mean, not everybody might find Boban funny, but I found him hilarious in the beginning when he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm 18 <laughs> like, or 22. What did you say? Yeah. yeah. 22 was the 22. How old, this is your son. How old is he? 15. <laughs> <laughs> ten. Oh, did he said he's ten. Yeah. yeah, he said he was ten, and he was he was right. pushing twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, Jason? I, we glossed past you in the beginning. What were your What did you think of the uh, of the movie? Your first time as well. Yeah, I actually really liked it too. Um, for me, with all due respect to Adam Sandler, for me, his movies can either hit or miss. Uh, you know, I like a lot of his older comedies, um, but some of his newer stuff, especially the stuff that they throw out on Netflix, you're like, I've watched a few of them and, and some I haven't even made it through. So, you know, you, I'm always skeptical. I know he's a big basketball fan. I know he's a big sports guy. And again, Uncut Gems, you know, obviously showed that he could kind of stretch his acting capabilities uh, much further than a lot of people gave him credit for. Um, and again, as you guys mentioned, it felt a lot more like uncut gems than, than anything else. There was obviously a really good story to it. I would say maybe from a, from a sports movie perspective, this, this has to be near the tops in terms of amount of cameos. <laughs> There's so many folks in this <laughs> yes, movie, but it's done down, pretty yeah, well. Right? I didn't, I didn't feel like it was too corny. There was a few where I'm like, I don't know why they were in the movie, but for the most part, pretty solid across the board and, and the, the, the action was was pretty realistic for the most part. I think we talked about this a little bit in Blue Chips. I, I always get angry when there's like a basketball movie and, you know, every single shot has to be a slam dunk. Like, that's not realistic. This felt a little bit more realistic. The training montages seemed fairly yeah. realistic. And even the story itself, um, it happens. We see it happen all of the time where you see guys come over to the NBA. You've never heard of them over here. And they've been, you know, they're young guys who have been working on their game for a long time and, and just need somebody to discover them and bring them over. And it felt like a, a nice feel good story. I felt great when the movie was over. Uh, I enjoyed it. The time flew by. So yeah, for me, definitely 
really enjoyed the movie. Really enjoyed watching it from start to finish. Yeah, I was really impressed with uh, with the, you know you talk about cameos. Uh, the biggest cameo of all, technically, would be the star, uh, Wancho, yeah, yeah. who I was unfamiliar with because I'm not a huge NBA fan, so I didn't really know who that was. Um, I had heard they had an NBA player kind of as the main guy, and I was like, okay, well, that should help the basketball level of play, right. um, to Jason's point. But And then I heard they had Ant, Anthony Edwards as, his, uh, as you know his foe or uh, – counterpart and who he was teammates with and he did a pretty good job honestly as uh you know i don't don't know how much he was stretching from you know how he is (laughs) on the court but maybe he didn't have to do much or maybe he's not like that at all i don't know but i would say i was pleasantly surprised and pretty impressed with both of them in terms of acting acting was great i totally agree yeah i I didn't even I didn't even realize how many of how many of them were actual basketball players um, the first time watching it because they, they seemed like pretty. Everyone acted pretty well. It wasn't like anyone anyone that said a line was like. Uh, I, I never felt like oh my god, yeah, it's definitely they, they were acting like you know you couldn't tell. So I thought that I think that's a pretty good uh, uh, the endorsement of the movie. The the one thing I wanted to bring up to Jason because we brought this up with uh, blue chips and guys playing in street clothes, um, dress clothes. <laughs> How many uh, how many guys have you played against that were wearing construction boots? Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, yeah, I grew up in the country in Ohio. Probably a few uh, back when I was younger. <laughs> Farm boots, probably more likely. But yeah, I love that. That's the first thing when that scene popped up, and you know he comes out and is like, you know, Timberland boots, and he's he's hooping. I'm like, it, re- it reminded me of the scene in Blue Chips where they're hooping in in blue jeans, right? So yeah. it's like there's a nice. Maybe an homage. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice though. But that scene was a little bit corny. There was a, there was a few corny scenes in terms of just playing into some of the stuff between uh, Anthony Edwards and and Lancho a little much. You know what I mean? But a pretty good. And yeah. I, and I thought um, I don't know if you guys felt this way too, but uh, Ben Foster as uh, Vince Merrick, the the son who took over the team. A little, a little too much for me. Like, I, obviously, I know they were trying to make him an unlikable guy, but then they're at the combine yeah. and like, Wancho turns the ball over and he's like, "Oh, gr- you know, good." Like, like, come on, he would never be doing yeah. that. Like, they're trying to make him a little too much of an antagonist. So. Totally. Um, and yeah, we love so, Ben Foster. Like, I think he's a I great actor. We I all, think he's awesome. Yeah, but, but I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love, love him in this either necessarily. Yeah. So there was a couple things yeah, like I that. Totally agree. The the boot scene, and and I think the the boot scene too. You know. Adam Sandler one point was like, you know, who is that guy? And the, the crowd was like, well, I don't know. Like, come on. Like, if he was a 6'9 yeah. guy hooping in construction boots, everyone would know who he was. And then they go into his backstory that he actually was, you know, on the radar. Like under 15-year old. Yeah. 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 So people sure. people would know who he was. So, again, I'm not going for realism across the board here, but there was a, there was a couple – uh, parts of the movie where I kind of questioned a little bit the the, <laughs> the construction boot piece being the most. I think he could probably find a pair of shoes pretty cheap these days to hoop in instead of having to do it and construction had, boots. He had and flip flops in the next really. one. Yeah, when he yeah. when he did the jump test, yeah, the vertical in the test. combine, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I actually had a callback to uh, when when his mom was. Uh, was talking about him being a really big baby. I actually reminded me of uh, your your backstory there, Jason. <laughs> that's the right. biggest, uh, biggest baby in Ohio. Nineteen eighty one. Yeah, that's right. Well, good memory. That story. Brady. That story. It's not forgot. Yeah. As soon as I heard her say it, I started laughing. I immediately thought of you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was me. 
I, I, I uh, along the <laughs> along the lines of of things, I, I'm going to put a a little bit of a praise out there and a criticism, and I want to see where you guys stand. This is on Adam Sandler. My praise is: is he the best Hollywood Hooper? I don't know if you guys have seen some of the the videos you see. Maybe he was. He's getting a little older. He's getting a little old, but he's, he, he's he he he's has a good game. game, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he goes. He still hoops. The, I said he'll get out with young kids yeah. and uh, and go. But yeah, I think he's now probably uh, able to do a lot less than he could. You know, as as age uh, takes its toll. Much like all of us, yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen any of the videos. See, like he's got a good shot or what? He's a better passer than anything, and, I, and I, it was kind of <laughs> interesting because they they played into that. I felt a little bit so in, into the story they were talking about his injury and how he wasn't the best shooter, how he was more of a passer, and uh, that's kind of how he plays when you see these videos of him hooping on the street or hooping in one of these gyms. I thought that was interesting. So may, maybe a nice kind of tie into Adam Sandler's game in real life, uh, but he's got a, he's got a pretty good game for for a Hollywood star. On the other side, he's got to be by far the worst dresser. Uh, and have the worst fashion of any Hollywood star. I mean, the the budget for wardrobe for this movie had to be like twenty five bucks. Like he he dresses so poorly in every scene, which is and that's cool, in man. every movie of his. I'm just saying, right? Jeez, he, <laughs> yeah. He has no interest, no interest None. in looking. He's never looked looking, good, though. Quote unquote, nice, like nicely dressed. No. But to your point. That does seem like a an homage, or that is is a reference of his real life as well. Yeah. He doesn't he does it in real life too. So like maybe that is a representation of both his attire and his game, all into one. And like yeah, he is as he was walking like through the airport, or you know, when they were the early montage when he's like out on the uh, you know, hopping flights across Europe, and I'm like, and he's I'm like, you'd think he might be even if you put him in a baggy Sixers like. You know, warm up, just <laughs> tracksuit, right? Look, like tracksuit, right. fit a little bit better, right? Yeah. <laughs> At least it, it would right look size. better than like really, be- yeah. The the triple XL shirt yeah. and uh, the double XL pants, you know. But I love in those early scenes when he's out checking out talent. You know, I, I'm sure you guys notice this, but. Every other scene, he's eating a different type of American fast food. He's got the KFC, yes. the Pizza Hut, the McDonald's, yeah. the Burger King, which it I break, love. It's it breaks my heart. So classic. Yeah. 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 How are you going to be in Europe with all this amazing food and you're just going to eat KFC? And when you're in Italy uh, yeah. or, you know, in Spain? Come on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was, a, it was a good, good little uh, part of the story. Definitely shows his character. I made a, a note, like, you know, obviously it is a much more serious role, but there is. You know, there is still humor, comic relief and humor throughout, and they, there was no shortage of fat jokes, uh, you know, I about him. It. And yeah. I mean, so he, he, they, you know, which is good. That's a good self-deprecation, you know, and uh, and recognizing maybe that he is uh, added a few over the years. Doesn't look quite as uh, slimmed down as he did back in the Billy Madison days. But I think he definitely. I mean, he definitely brought a lot to this movie. Like he's. He wasn't, oh, for sure. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I could see maybe some other people doing it, but I, I think he was uh, he was definitely a strong a strong part of the movie, and he was just enough comic relief um, and and added a lot to it to a, to a strong cast in general. Yeah, there was a, a very strong cast. I enjoyed the the s- surprises that I saw, like you know Robert Duvall being the the owner, and then Queen Latifah is his wife. I was like, oh, okay, Lo- loved it. Doing, yeah, we're just cool. work here. Jaleel White making another appearance. Jaleel. <laughs> Still, still got it going. Stefan. Uh, is he from uh, Philly? I wondered if there was like a Philly connection there. Maybe maybe not. Maybe I 
because a lot of the like NBA guys had Philly ties. Like Kyle Lowry was in it a lot, obviously, and uh, shit, the Sixers guys that T- are obviously Tobias current, Harris, but, yeah, yeah, Tobias Harris and uh, Maxi, yeah, uh, Tyrese Maxi. Uh, Seth Curry, yeah, which I didn't even notice him to be honest. I saw him on the on the, at the tail end when they were show, going through them all, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of missed. You had fat AI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, AI. Yeah, disrespect well, AI. Yeah, he's gotten big. <laughs> he the, they just did him no favors. That zoom shot of Too his close, face. I was yeah. like, oh no, it's getting. It's not what you want to see right now. We're not now. talking about practice. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. They brought the practice, the classic practice line back, though. Yeah. This guy's talking about yeah. practice, yeah. Uh, it uh, it was good. I I did like I liked it, especially if you know who the, a lot of the guys are. Then the cameos are fantastic because you get to see you know them out there. Yeah, I assumed you guys enjoyed it a lot more that part a lot more than me because I <laughs> as it was going through the end, I'm like, this is gonna stop at some point. They're gonna stop naming, but they named. <laughs> It's like yeah, I kept going and all these people that I just didn't didn't even know. So I'm sure you guys were yeah. were enjoying yeah. it. Well, they they went through not only you know the NBA stars, but they had and one guys in there too. Like yeah. when he's in the park, uh, practicing that was cool. with the professor uh, on his handles, I was like, oh, the professor. And Jen's like, who? And I'm like, ah, oh, he's from the and one. But I just watched the uh, that thirty for thirty on the. And I was one gonna ask. Tape. Not thirty it's for good. thirty though. Come on, bro. It is thirty for thirty. Untold. Untold, the rise and fall of And One on Netflix. There's another one too. There's a thirty for thirty about it. Wow. So they've they've gotten whoa, some wrong. Whoa, wait, on. was Brady wrong about something? <laughs> there's two of them. Jelani knows. I have. I don't know about this uh, thirty for thirty. There's yeah. There's there's. If he watched it. He knows more than I do. <laughs> but yeah, they've just gotten for some reason they've gotten a, a lot of run in the last couple of months of uh, you know bringing that back up because that that changed the game right and you they in both documentaries they talk about like how. Their street ball play revolutionized like what people are doing on the courts now, and you can definitely see it. The greatest mixtape ever. Yeah, so you can see them playing in it as well, and uh, so seeing like AO and um, Half Man, Half Amazing, I think was in there too. They listed them all at at the end. Yeah, but uh, the the one I loved is um, the Philly legend Dr. J. He has to be in there, right? And that's who my uh, when I was playing basketball as a youth, my I got number six. And I was like, ah, nobody wants number six. And then my dad was like, you know who was number six? Dr. J was number six. I'm like, for real? He's like, yes. I'm like, all right. So I've had six as my number in every sport going since then. Nice. Shout out to Dr. J. Yeah, I like how they called out the uh, his his dunk like video, you know, that, that's been out there before. And uh, yeah, man, he's still, I mean, he's getting up there. Mary had never, Mary, they showed like the old clip of him dunking and Mary was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, that's Dr. J. Like, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. When did it become standard for everyone to have to be able to dribble, like, through the legs, behind the back, all that, like, crazy-ass, fancy-ass dribbling that, like, everyone does now? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, what year or what really changed that. And you were mentioning some of the other things that changed the game. Like, was that, was that part of it? Is it a streetball thing? Or? It was a little before that. That, that, that. I think that took it mainstream. Especially if you watch those those documentaries that and I think you saw NBA guys trying to adapt, adopt and adapt to some of those in college. I shouldn't say just NBA, but like you saw actual already established players trying to add that to their game. I mean, I don't know about you, Jason. I remember, you know, growing up, we were trying to do like the spider and, you know, different like <laughs> ball handling drills, like not necessarily like 
in a game per se, but like that we were doing that like in the basement, you know, trying to get better and trying to get better handles. But like, but like for example, we were talking about coaching and and stuff with our kids. Like they, some some camps that I've sent my, my kids to, like that they teach that at, at as young as they can. Like they're like, okay, try if whether whatever you can do, if you could do it through the legs, do it through the legs. If you could do behind the back, do behind the back. So it's like they're teaching it to as a standard thing that you have to learn to, to play it, to play on any kind of level. So I, I think that's interesting. I just didn't know when it changed. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's two things there, honestly. Uh, I've, t- I've talked about this a lot. So I, I'm a six, nine now, but I, I was always tall, right. Even w- when I was like in the third, fourth grade, uh, when I started getting into like semi-organized basketball, just going to like little local camps at my, you know, high school or whatever it might be. And I remember this was probably what, I guess, early nineties, you know, I would go to any camp and they'd see me being the biggest guy and they'd be like, okay, big fella, go down in the post. You're down there to set screens and rebound. And so in my formative developmental years, all I did was set screens and rebound. I never shot a three pointer. I never worked on dribbling other than just a few post moves. And that's kind of how things were at the time. Um, And that's changed a ton now. And a lot of this, I think, is a little bit of a tie-in to the European game because that's why you started to see all these European players come over to the NBA and do so well. Going back to like Dirk Nowitzki had an amazing, you know, cameo on the FaceTime. Like guys like that, you know, they never did that in Europe. Uh, they basically just said, okay, everyone's going to, you know, we're all going to come into the gym. We're all going to do ball handling drills together. It doesn't matter if you're the tallest person in there or the shortest person. We're all going to work on the same skills and we're all going to work on post moves, right? You see a lot of smaller European players who can post up and, and do really creative things with their back to the basket. Back in the day, guards couldn't do that. They could dribble and shoot, but they couldn't play near the basket. So we, I think, were a little bit more extreme in our development of of kids playing basketball back in the day where Europeans were a little bit different. And then that ties into the second point, which is we have a lot of gyms here in the States uh, where you can go play basketball. There's a lot of organized basketball leagues, but in Europe, a lot of it is street ball. And that's why street ball took such a hold overseas as well. There's a lot of courts. I I played overseas for a couple of years. There's a lot of courts there and they're, it's just like, like the soccer fields that you see everywhere in Europe, kids are just out there playing till the wee hours, right? They got the lights on. Same thing with basketball. They love basketball almost as much as soccer or football uh, over there. And so I, I felt like there was a little bit of an homage as well to the street ball piece, uh, just the and one piece being mixed in. But plus also that's where, where Adam Sandler's character, you know, kind of discovered Wancho like on the street playing. Like I think there's a lot of tie into that as well. And, and a lot of the toughness and the skill set you get playing on the street is you know equating over to some of these european players just being so talented and, and so i guess multifaceted uh when it comes to the professional game as well so i feel like there was no that was not an accident that they included a lot of that stuff including bringing the m1 guys in as well answer your question martin yeah that's great it's better than i <laughs> hoped for awesome. <laughs> sorry i get i get passionate about basketball and, and, and yeah, things no, like I'm that i love it yeah i I this love is, it. This is why you're our our basketball expert. <laughs> yeah, these guys don't know shit. We need you. Well, I was going to say one thing too about the cameos. I, I think this is interesting too, and, and I've seen this done in some other movies too. But you had such a a strong list of cameos of of guys who played themselves, but then you also had on the other side you had Wancho who played Bo, you had you know Anthony Edwards who played Kermit, right, and then you had Kenny Smith who you know amazing NBA basketball player. They had him as a player at Temple or wherever he was at, and now he's a sports agent. So I think it's always interesting when they balance that out, right? It's like, all right, we got 
Kyle Lowry, and then you got Wancho, who's also an NBA player. You had Wancho's brother was actually – he made a cameo in the Spanish national team, Willie. And you're like, right. wait, he's himself, but his brother's an actor. So I, I thought it, right. they did it well. <laughs> some realism, most, some most fake. Most casual yeah. fans wouldn't notice, but you know, you're like, wait, why, why is – why is this guy not playing himself? Why is Kenny Smith not playing himself? He's playing a sports agent. Like, it's interesting. I, I just I was kind of thinking about that throughout the movie as well. Again, I think they did a good job with it, but they took some liberties to kind of maybe balance the guys out, maybe develop their characters a little bit differently, I suppose. And again, you have to have some of these players playing to make the basketball part realistic uh, as well. So, and I thought Kenny Kenny did a good job yeah. actually as well. I think like we glossed over him. He he probably had. Cl- a bigger role comparatively to to most and uh i think he you know he's obviously an established tv personality at this point right but he he i thought he did a really good job but i you know what's what's you, you what you kind of mentioned was interesting i didn't think about it in that sense jason when i was watching it but i did what what caught my eye was that like chris middleton was playing like an agent you know too like is you know, again an active basketball player um and yes, and then like a Kyle Lowry is just around. It's like I feel like they, it, I don't know if there was a poll and they're just like who's available, <laughs> uh, and they're like all right, we'll find a place for you. Like can you can you competently say a couple lines? All right, we got a spot. You're an agent, you know. It's like uh, can you just are you just recognizable? Cool, Kyle Lowry, you stayed over there. <laughs> do you think it was really expensive? Like, do you think they paid everyone a lot? Or you know, I don't know how that works for actors. sure. I don't know, you know. Yeah, maybe, and maybe there's a little bit of you know. I definitely don't know how it gets into like royalties and all that, but uh, I just I did read something. I was a little curious. I tried doing a little bit of digging, but I couldn't come up with much. Kind of just how Wancho came to be. Like again, not a by no means a household name. He's on like his fifth team in you know five years or something. So he's definitely bounced around. But he, they said he, you know, they got a ton of tapes from people who wanted to be Bo. And his wasn't really that impressive. Him and his brother like had like a set in a tape together, and they they weren't really taking it seriously. And then they someone one of the casting directors like I think they liked probably his look as much as anything, and they reached back out to him and like drilled down and had him do something by himself. And they're like, and it was immediate that he was our guy. And I it's it's not hard to believe considering how well I think we all think he did for a guy who has no acting experience and just happens to be able to ball. And I wonder if it, how much it changed. I saw initially, I think I even heard it. I'll, a lot of times during, I'll listen to the Dan Patrick show in the background uh, while I'm working and just, and Sandler comes on a lot. And I've, I remember him talking about the show. Dan Patrick was the small cameo in the, in the uh, movie uh, as well as uh, one of the guys who used to be on a show. McLovin was, uh, was a reporter. Uh, yep. And and I remember that all coming about, but I, early on it was supposed to be Asia. They were supposed to find a star in in China, and then that fell through because of Netflix and China's uh, relationship or lack thereof. And so the whole thing got you know changed, altered, became Spain, and maybe it was TBD until they had Wancho, and then they were like, okay, it's Spain, or else they found they they picked Spain and then they found Wancho. I don't know. I think the movie had for me anyways a surprising amount of tension that kind of helped like the story was really i was always waiting for something bad to happen right like you hear the story of like him finding this guy and then you're like all right he gets to philly and he's like all right we're working him out we're gonna get him in with the uh, the sixers and then they're like nah he's not gonna do it he can't can't compete at this level 
And then you're like, all right, well, then the dream's going to fall to the wayside. But then you see Sandler keep building him up and keep working with him. And then they're talking about, like, the car accident or, like, you know, the car accident that Sandler suffered. Or there's a car accident that he's going to get into or something. I just felt like something bad's going to happen, and yeah. I don't want it to, especially after you learning, you know, Bo's backstory with, with his daughter and all and, of the yeah. – Yeah, the assault charge and all of that stuff. And I'm like – and it didn't happen. I was like, <laughs> refreshing because it didn't but you know i was always waiting for something something else to drop and good writing uh, yeah really good writing and credit to the writers too for not making uh sugarman's story overpower bows um because you could see him wanting to become a coach wanting to you know move up in the ranks but he never like they never made that more more important than bow trying to get to the nba and trying to get bow to the successful point that sonny never could was it Sonny? <laughs> Sonny from uh, from Big Daddy? <laughs> yeah. I, Sonny Kofax? Sugarman. Stan. Stan Sugarman. Stan, Stan Sugarman. Stan. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, I agree. It was a, it was definitely balanced um, between uh, between Sugarman and Cruz and, and just uh, just everything. It felt it felt like it flowed well. There was a lot of tension. And then, okay, it, there's still a shot. There's still a chance. You know, when he was le- dropping off at the airport, you're like, okay, well, that's it. But then he gets the phone call. And, you know, it, yeah, it definitely builds – a little bit of uh, suspense, and it might be, may have been cheesy at some points, but but yeah, for for first time viewing, like you said, I, I do remember that the first time I saw it too. I was like, you know, it's not going to go as smoothly as you think, but where where exactly is it going to fall apart, and when? Uh, and and it did it did a good job of making it not too predictable. I think is is the, the way it goes. As some sports movies do, you're like, okay, they're going to lose here, and then they're going to win here, or he's going to miss this shot, he's going to make that one. Like you didn't really know when he was going to do well and when when he wasn't i really loved the uh the i mean it's obviously representative of the time that we're in i really loved the the viral tie you know yeah tie-in that they did like you they utilize this daughter in a cool way that she kind of came back and became filming and they're putting this out there the boa challenge becomes a thing and they're like they're pushing that pushing to get him to the combine and i just felt like that was such a cool again very representative of the tiktok world that we live in but right it was very well done and you know to the point it 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 felt real it felt very much like something you would see happen under the right circumstances and and i I thought they kind of nailed that and i like his relationship with his daughter they're both uh him and queen latifah's relationship with their daughter they're like they're both athletes and they were hoping that that you know she was going to be an athlete but she's not she's into the arts and they you know they absolutely love her anyway i think that's just a great little uh uh, plot device as well. His wife, aka Clyde Drexler, the who falls <laughs> who faints before. Uh... <laughs> that was me. Uh, well, whatever, it worked. <laughs> I'm going with the loop it and swoop it thing. Real, qu- real quick, Jason. I before I forget, you guys, the, the Evil Dead call out. Oh yes. yeah, she was going. She to went see to Evil see Dead. Evil Dead. I was she just like, like Are you Evil kidding Dead me? Yeah. <laughs> I I was gonna make a note of that for sure. Yeah, see, it's a it's a cult classic. That's what the folks want to watch. Gosh. Brady's over there screaming, "Don't waste your time!" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Go ahead. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, can can we circle back to the cast that Adam Sandler was wearing on his hand the entire movie? <laughs> Is, could we call the cast? <laughs> what what was that? Like a, I mean, that like was a, from his from his injury from twenty years ago. Is that what the deal is? But the it was like a band aid material looking. Fa- it was a weird. It wasn't. <laughs> that's like why I don't feel like it could be a plastic. cast. It didn't feel yeah. like form fitting. Right. It was very obvious. I'll tell you that. It was. Yeah. There was no subtlety to it. Wasn't it also on his left hand? The wrong hand. Yeah. 
It was on his le- his injury oh, was on his left reaching? hand. So he well, would have yeah, had to reach Oppo. He reached across his body and caught Kenny Smith with his left hand. Yeah. Oh, good call. <laughs> Did he they said, mess he said that he up? He reached oh, over man. to hold the passenger when they were about to hit yeah. the ball. Yeah. It was his left hand. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. It was his right. left hand. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> trust him because I wasn't looking at that. Yeah. yeah. Good. It just good, I good I thought call, it was guys. funny. Like I, I love that part of the story, and 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 it goes back to, you know, they they kind of did the you know his hand, and he knows kind of the. You know his mistake that he made, and Bo kind of has his own kind of journey that he's going on. But I kept showing his hand, and I kept seeing that old like plasticky cast. I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, that's very distracting." <laughs> like I put something a little more subtle on there. So I just thought that was. Funny. I feel like it was the same one he got when he injured it, and they never updated it. <laughs> Forty years later, he's still wearing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He got he got it from Chubbs. He went to the same guy that Chubbs. <laughs> I was gonna make a Chubbs joke. Good job, good job, nice call. That's awesome. Um, I will. I wanted to uh, do a. I was curious about the uh, the critic the the rev- the critical review or critical uh, essentially the tomato meters uh, score of this, and I and it took me down a path of uh, of Sandler's uh, tomato meter his movies and where they stand. Yeah. Um, this has got to be re- up the top. What do you, give give me your top two or three movies you think are uh, are are for him from a critical from a tomato meter standpoint? Wait, so is this the critics or the? Um, yeah, this is a tomato meters. Uh, okay, not the not the fan, not the fan one. Got it. Um, yeah, I think this this one, Uncut Joms and um, Punch Drunk Love, probably for not the uh, are probably to- among the top. I was also going to say Punch Drunk Love. It's probably near the top. Uncut Gems because. He got a lot of praise for that. And then I'm going to go recency bias just because we've seen it. Big Daddy. And that's what I was saying. If, if we got the fan, the fan score, I feel like, would be would be higher with Happy Gilmore. I don't have it Big sorted Daddy by fan. I don't know how no, yeah, I know. We don't, we don't have to. But, I'm, uh, but Jason, you, want, you got any others to add? Any, any others that you think of? Yeah, I mean, I'd go with those two. I, I, I'm like, I don't know if this is a trick question, but. Using like the Hotel Transylvania movies. <laughs> oh, good. Call. Those are good. Like I feel like animated. Yeah, they're movies real good. Can, can typically get like high ratings uh, if they're done well, and and my kids love those movies. I may be way off, but high I, money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. those are his money makers. That's where he's made most of his money from. So you, you took I'll the good one. So, so I was just trying to throw an extra one in there. No, that's a good call. I bet you those are high too. I'm gonna give you the top six because five and six are tied at sixty nine percent. Uh, <laughs> funny people and the wedding singer. Dang, okay. Four yeah, is punch trunk love at seventy nine percent. Number three at ninety one percent is Ankhacha, <laughs> and tied for ninety three percent. This and the Meyerowitz stories. Ooh, uh, Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, Dustin Hoffman, Emma Thompson. I'm unfamiliar as well. Twenty seventeen. Observes the family dynamic. It's a movies? Noah Baumbach. Oh, oh yeah, I, I do remember. I think that one coming out, but I never saw it. Yeah, I don't know. It's number. It's it's listed as number one. I don't know why they both are ninety three percent. But uh, from the audience score, this is an audience score of ninety, and that destroys the other one. So it, that appears ninety appears to be the highest audience score I'm seeing on any of his movies. What about the lower end? I'm I'm rolling, but he's got some shitties. So as <laughs> you mentioned boy. earlier. Jack uh, the, States. the bottom there's a wow there's a zero percent the ridiculous six 
Never heard of that either. I've heard of it. Never Jack and Jill, it. a three percenter, bulletproof, eight uh, percent. Damon Wayans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grown ups two, eight percent. The do over nine percent. The cobbler ten percent. Oh, the Zohan. Yeah. Zohan. That's got to be low, too. I, I haven't found it yet. Yeah. Wow. He, there's worse than the Zohan. That's Chuck great. and Larry's lower than Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he really has made a lot of movies, huh? I got... Dude, I am I would have said Zohan, too, but it's... By the way, they have Airheads at 29%. That's I love Airheads. That is, that's <laughs> crazy. It's a great movie. I haven't... Guys, I'm decli- I have not found Zohan yet. There it is. 20th. It's ahead of Click, Jelani. Ooh. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's ahead of Waterboy, The Longest Yard, Airheads. Kate Beckinsale pushes that I, ahead of everybody else just on that Big alone. agree. Hard agree. Yeah. So one of the things that I liked or disliked in, in this film was that they didn't make uh, Kermit Wiltz from, from Georgia rather than I, Kentucky. I thought the same thing. I thought the <laughs> like, same thing. Strange. What's it Just hurts? an easy play right there. Why? Like, how did he not fight for that? Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, I went to Georgia. I didn't go to another SEC school. I know it's Kentucky, <laughs> but like, unless he was like, yeah, I always wish I would have went to Kentucky, but it's not like he, I don't think his career was getting better. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a weird play. Like, why not just have a little bit of uh... yeah, a little tie? I'm mean, again, like we said, we're blending characters and we're blending real people back and forth. Like, just just look, go ahead and pull some more realism for it. That would have been it. Would have um, been too real. Too real. Too real. <laughs> Taking uh, you out of the picture. Yeah. Did you see it was produced by uh, LeBron and Maverick? I saw yes. that on the on the opening credits. I just thought it was interesting because then later on there was that line he had when he was his like impassioned Sandler or Sandler's impassioned, uh, you know, talking about loving basketball. Uh, he mentions that like even if LeBron's on the court, right, you still think yes, you're the best. The best and I was man. like, eh, if he produced it, I think <laughs> I get what you're doing, but like I think you probably don't need to say that if LeBron's a producer. You know, I don't know. Maybe not. I also enjoyed the uh, the Philly centric soundtrack. I thought oh, was, the soundtrack! Was a fun big touch. fan. Freeway, big fan. yeah, it's good. There were some nice songs on there. Yeah, the Roots with the Seed. Oh, you started out with Seed two point I was like, get that right. Yeah. But uh, I, Too Short getting it was like might have just clinched the entire thing for me. When I heard that, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. I like I said, if you haven't seen it, go go see this film because it was. It was enjoyable, and there was enough like humor, enough heart, and everything just to take you out of it from being just a sports movie. It doesn't have to be just a sports movie. It's more of like a life movie, and it was really, really enjoyable. Oh, I think this is like I said, this was a rewatch, and I definitely will rewatch this again. I think it's it's. Uh, I don't think we I come across these very often anymore, where I'm I immediately know that I could watch that at any time. And we don't live in a world anymore where it's going to be like on TV, especially as a Netflix movie. So you do have to kind of just start it as opposed to stumbling onto it. But this feels like one that if, you know, if this was on TBS and you stumbled onto it, you'd be like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. You can watch it at any point. I'll definitely throw this into my uh, sports movie rotation for sure. I like it a lot. Yeah. On, on the spreadsheet? <laughs> It'll go on the spreadsheet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And one other thing, I really do like the line that he said about uh, when he's like, yeah, you want to play in Philly. Philly's are, Philly sports fans are the best sports fans in the world. 
He's like, well, they're not. They're the worst, but that's what makes them the best. Like that, that seems accurate. You guys probably know that more about that than I do, but um, I feel they have a reputation. Heard, yeah, <laughs> I, I, my my knowledge of Philly sports fans um, comes from uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. That's, uh, that's they do touch on it. I I can remember growing up like the they said I think they, the fans like threw batteries at Santa Claus. Yeah, uh, like, on the field, like, like that. Yeah. yeah, like they are notoriously uh they've liked to throw batteries at a lot of people like they've thrown batteries at like bryce harper before he signed with them and i think jd uh, drew might have got a battery thrown at him too if i remember back yeah. right. <laughs> i don't know There's why snowballs at santa claus have you guys ever been uh to a, a game in philly any of any kind i've been to a phillies game uh at citizens bank um nice park um, and I actually had a lot of fun. I hung out before the game. I was working, and I met some random uh, a group like tailgating, and I ended up hanging out with them like b- at before the game, and then like after the game, they're like, "Come out with us." I'm like, "This is awesome." I had a great time. They didn't throw batteries at me. Yeah, I've been to a I've been to a Sixers game at Wells Fargo, and um, I've been to a Phillies game as well. But I think the you either got to go to a Flyers game or an Eagles game. I think that's where it gets a little more aggressive, and, and those are the ones we that's, haven't been to. Yeah, I think that's what we're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly the Eagles. That's probably games, I right. Think. <laughs> yeah, a little intense. Yeah, yeah, you're probably spot on. I know, especially they also feel like the fan base, and I'm, you know, ironically, you know, Phillies <clears throat> on a a good run. They obviously had a good run into the World Series, and uh, are their Eagles are. Uh, are playing well too. So it's like, I feel like they're riding on cloud nine and then, but like one loss and they will like, I'm sure sports talk radio is like, we should probably fire the coach. It's like yeah. zero to 60. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. They turn on you real quick. Well, Jason, thanks again for coming on and jumping on and talking basketball with us. What sports should we cover next time when you join the pod? Have we, have we done a good hockey movie on this before? I think we could get into some hockey. I'm in Detroit. That's Hockey Town, USA. You know, a little slap shot or something like that. Slap we could shot. get into a little classic hockey. Love it. Yeah. Miracle. Miracle on ice. Yeah. We could do something. We could figure nice. something out. Or just keep me on the basketball. The cutting lineup. edge. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be another basketball movie out soon. Space June? Jam 2. <laughs> the Goon, yeah. Don't waste your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. It's always fun chatting with you guys, especially when it's yeah, man. something I'm semi-knowledgeable about that doesn't happen very often. So thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening and being our Robles, our strong oak trees. Please subscribe, download, and comment. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for as long as it still survives. Thanks, and go to bed. Go to bed.